The following message is a presentation from Grace Baptist Church in Kettering, Ohio. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18 and just again acquaint ourselves with this passage of scripture. Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18. The goal really tonight is to uh, apply in and give a little bit of direction how uh, by the Lord's grace and per the Lord's will, uh, we'll seek to uh, achieve some things in 2021. I was looking over 2020 and many of the things that we did set out to uh, try to accomplish um, throughout uh, 2020, we were able to do. The Lord changed the way that we went about a lot of that and he added a lot of different things into our plans and some of the, the calendar got squashed and that's all right. Uh, but the Lord is good all the way through and he has, he has sustained us and praise his name for it. Matthew chapter number 16, verse number 18. We'll look at verse number uh, verse number 18. And Jesus said this, I say also unto thee, Peter, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm not going to re-preach what we talked about this morning, but the fact of the matter is we are looking at a promise. We're looking at a promise. And one of the things that I really want us to grab a hold of is this, that, that being that it is a promise, it's not something that, that we can achieve through our self-effort. This is a kingpin uh, to understanding this verse uh, and, and practicing it in this coming year. We cannot accomplish this in our self-effort. Uh, someone has said that biblical vision comes from God's word. It's not a to-do list of, uh, of uh, personal dreams. Uh, biblical vision requires faith. It's not a to-do list that simply requires good administration. Biblical vision invents the future. It's not just a to-do list that predicts the future. Biblical uh, uh, vision has to come from God's word. And even as I've laid out this vision of I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, it really is calling us as a church together to say, Lord, would you do this in this place? We can't do this on our own. This has to be done by you. So you see, if, we, if we'll grab a hold of that, it will really help us in all of our Christian life. Uh, you look at your personal holiness and your desire to be like the Lord Jesus Christ and you're striving for that. Do you realize that you fail many times because you try to do it through your self-effort, right? Right? And so we get frustrated with ourselves and we feel guilty and we, we slam ourselves. And friends, we walk into a church and we're like, well, everyone else must be perfect in here and no one must have the same problems I do. We all have the same flesh and we all fail constantly when we don't uh, choose to put our trust in the Holy Spirit of God and His help to accomplish it in our life when we don't walk by faith. And so I will build my church is not about our power. It's not about our um, prowess. It is about his promise. And when he gives us a promise, it demands us not uh, um, go at that promise through self-effort. It demands that we go at it through, um, through Christ's dependence and through prayer. So one of the things that should legitimately advance in this year, and I think God will just um, teach us this along the way, uh, is, is, is the power of prayer and our giving ourselves to prayer. I think God taught us uh, some of that this, this past year. But I think he needs to teach us more of it. I know he needs to teach me more of it. And giving ourselves a prayer, taking advantage of those opportunities to pray, and even creating opportunities to pray with one another, with one another and, and really seeking him in, 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 in dependence upon him. I will build my church. Requires dependence and prayer. But then, like we talked this morning, it requires a determination of practical obedience. 
You can't just say, well, he said he's going to build his church. And sit back and just, well, I'm going to watch him. This isn't a ball game that he's invited us to. He's invited us to be in this with him. And I think we, we, we clearly laid that out this morning. But again, now, how are we going to practice that this year? How are you going to practice it in your homes? It's one thing to talk about it in here. It's another thing to deal with it tomorrow. And as you go throughout your weeks, and, and as you come into March, and as you get into August, it's another thing to deal with it. Now, one of the things I want to say about the vision guide tonight is the vision guide is really something I, I, I really hope that you'll keep inside your Bible or you'll keep it at a place where you do your devotions, and you'll refresh yourself in this and in, in going back and reviewing it throughout the year. And we've written down in there three prayers, because if it is about Christ's dependence and I can't do it, then I need to be running to prayer. I need to be seeking God in prayer. And so as we walk through this tonight, you're going to notice that we've laid it out as three prayers. And I want you to walk away tonight with this, this understanding of, I can't do it, and I need to pray. I want you to release a little bit of the, the burden and, and stop thinking about your own limitations. And don't we always we view Christ's commands in our lives through our own limitations? Well, I can't do it because I don't have, right? You with me? I, I, I could never do that. I'm not like them. And we view his commands or what he wants to do with our lives through our own limitations. I, what I want to say is stop. Look to him. Let's seek him. Who knows what God can do through our lives if we'll simply seek him? You with me? You're going to have to help me out here. All right? So that's the reason we we're laying out three prayers tonight, and I want to I bring us through those tonight as we, as we get into this. Let's pray and ask God to help us. Father, uh, we pray that you would give us your strength, uh, your clarity of mind uh, to, to deal with these subjects this evening and help us to be able to practically uh, practically assimilate this into our lives. Uh, Lord, I pray that we would have a determination to walk forward in obedience uh, to your word and to what you've called us to and what you're calling us to be a part of. What a great privilege it is. So Lord, I ask for clarity even now and strength uh, to communicate this for your people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at the first prayer. Number one, if we're going to see the Lord build his church, and one of the things that we need to respond to him with is this prayer. Lord, would you build me? Lord, would you build me? I want you to look at the prayer, and I will take time to read the prayers uh, to, uh, together with us uh, tonight. Father, thank you for saving me. Aren't you glad that you're saved tonight? Praise the Lord. That was a little bit. I mean, that, that would do good in some other churches maybe, but not, not in our church. Aren't you glad that God has saved you tonight? That's better. And for making me part of your body at Grace Baptist Church. Okay, come on, folks. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're a part of a, a church family. And as you build your church, would you build me personally? Isn't that true? Lord, I need that. I need that. Please reveal any pride and unconfessed sin that might hinder you from building me and your church. Yeah, so be it. Search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. Help me to grow in my commitment to follow, serve, and share you with others this year. Help me, Lord. Help me. I can't do this on my own. I can't follow you on my own. I can't serve you on my own. I can't share you with others on my own. I can't do it. How many times have we tried and failed in all those areas? Yeah, multiple times. 
And the fact is, we come to him in prayer. And so why do we first say, build me? Because the church is made up of individuals, right? So when Jesus Christ is saying the church, he's not talking about an administration. He's not talking about pastors and deacons, just merely pastors and deacons. He is talking about us as individuals. And he says in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse number 12, for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. And what is he saying? Hey, we're one body, but we're many members. So each one of you that are saved and baptized and have been added to this church are a part of the membership of this church. You're, you're an individual that makes up what this church is. And so when you think Jesus said and promised, I will build my church, think me. Now, can you think that tonight? What does Jesus Christ want to do in your life this year to help you be a key part of the Grace Baptist Church? How does he want to grow you? What areas do you see in your life that, Lord, I know this isn't quite up to, up to par. What areas does the Lord need to build in your life? Let him. His work is always good in our lives. It might not always feel good, but it's always for our good. A strong church is made up of committed followers of Jesus Christ. I want to ask you a question tonight. If Grace Baptist Church was made up of church members exactly like you, in other words, every church member thought like you, had the attitude of you, had the spiritual walk with Jesus Christ of you, had the attitude of church as you, what would Grace Baptist Church be like? Aren't you thankful right now that Grace Baptist Church isn't just one type of person? I'm thankful Grace Baptist Church is not made up of all of me. I'm thankful right now for that. And I'm thankful that it's not made up of all of you. But together we make up Grace Baptist Church. But I think it's a valid question that we'd ask, wait a minute, if I look at the church and say, hey, the church isn't this, likely it's because I'm not something of what I'm seeing not happening in the church. So what Jesus is saying, I will build my church. He wants to build you individually. What areas is he going to build you in? I want to say this, that he needs to build us and we need to seek him and ask him and surrender to this to build us in our commitment to follow him. Lord, build me in my commitment to follow you. Now you realize the first day you get on a job, you're not you're not fully vested in that job until you've worked there, you've kind of gotten to know the boss, you've really sunk into the job and really began to uh, let them win your heart to the job and uh, there's some loyalty built. There's, uh, the commitment rises, correct? Even, let's just think about the marriage relationship. Though on the first day of marriage, there is a commitment and you, know, you feel like, boy, the, the, the honeymoon stage, and well, I'm really committed in. But down the road, after you've had some kids and after you've had some difficulty and after you've had some ups and downs, you know the commitment grows, does it not? So Lord, would you grow me in my commitment to you? Should not my commitment be greater at the end of 2021 than it was at the beginning to the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Sometimes that takes trial, doesn't it? It does. But Lord, would you grow me? Jesus defines a disciple as one who is committed to him and is following him and specifically following his word, John 8, 31, it says, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Do you know that it's possible for someone to go to church and not to be a disciple? Isn't that a scary thought? 
You know, it's possible for any one of us to actually not be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ and believe on him. Where we are not committed to following him, where we're not committed to putting his word into practice, is what he's saying. The real disciple, real disciple, is a person who is receiving the word of God and responding to it with action. That's what we need. That's what I need. And so where there's no commitment to the word, we have to be honest with ourselves. There's no disciple. And that's something every one of us can grow in this year. Lord, build me in my commitment to your word. Help me to receive it and respond to it. Uh, Zig Ziglar said it this way, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. So what are you going to aim at this year? What is going to be the goal that you have in relation to the Word of God? Is it going to be reading through the Bible? Is it going to be joining us in the plan that we're reading starting tomorrow through the Acts and through the Epistles? Is it going to be another plan? Frankly, I don't, I don't care what plan you use. I care that we as a body are in the Word of God, but let's have a plan. Let's have a goal. Let's have some ambition in this matter of being in the Word of God. Maybe you say, Pastor, I just, um, my goal is to be in it every day, and I'm going to take a few verses every day. I, really, between you and God, you figure out what you need to do, but the fact is we need to be in the Word of God. We need to have a goal. And here's a burden that I have, and I communicated this to our church family in a letter is that we as a church family would draw closer to Jesus this year. That we keep him at the focus of our attention in our marriages, in our life, in our church, so that we grow closer to him. And by the way, as we grow closer to him, we'll draw closer to others that are drawing close to him. You know that? There's some people that, that, that drift away from church because they started drifting away from Jesus first. It's true. That happens a long time before it's seen oftentimes. The fact of the matter is, Lord, would you help us draw closer to you? Uh, we can talk about a lot of things in the, the church, but what every one of us need is a, a burning commitment to the, towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's easier to blame a church, blame a preacher, blame someone in the church than taking personal accountability. Lord, I'm not as committed to you as I ought to be. Listen, we're not perfect. Not a one of us in here is. And the fact is, we're all going to make mistakes, and we're going to frustrate one another from time to time, maybe even annoy, may even be the arthritis in the neck. But the fact is, we can draw closer to the Lord in our commitment to follow him. As Baptists, we believe in individual soul liberty. We believe in the priesthood of the believer. This is something you have to take on personally. Uh, no, uh, no amount of messages, no amount of, of coercion, no amount of, uh, no amount of uh, encouragement can force you to do what you need to do in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to personally commit to follow him with all of your heart. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3 and verse 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. That's, a, that's an active idea. You have to choose to grow. He gives that grow, a growth as you draw near to him, he draws near to you. Isn't that a great promise? Satan often derails us, Christians, by either getting us to be allured by apathy or to drive us to an extreme. This is very important. Likely, if Satan's going to attack us this year, he's going to either attack us and, and draw us to just being apathetic about Christ and about his church, about the things of God, or he's going to drive us to an extreme. I have seen both take people out of church. 
where they get so hung up on an extreme that he can see nothing else. Or a person just gets very apathetic and cold, and it draws them out of church. Oh, we must be weary and must be, uh, have eyes open to the ploys of Satan, and he is on the attack. He is on the move, and he's working, and he is taking people down. And let's just, uh, let's just pray. Lord, I pray that you would help me to stay focused on you so that I don't fall over to apathy and that I don't uh, lend to extremes. By the way, uh, James and John got to some extremes, didn't they? Lord, call down fire from heaven on those folks. <laughs> they, 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 had a, they had quite a view. And he said, what do you say? Uh, those that are not, uh, not against us are with us. And sometimes we can get to such extremes. So how important it is for us to stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. What's your growth goal this year? Could I encourage you over the next week to write that down? What's your growth goal? If you've not yet identified with the Lord Jesus Christ in baptism, I encourage that to be your next step. If you've not yet been discipled, I encourage you to take that step. I encourage you, if you've not yet joined the church, to, to join in membership. I encourage you, if you've not yet uh, uh, st- taken the step of giving to the Lord in tithes and offerings, I encourage you to take that step. That is a part of our Christian living. That's a part of me serving the Lord. That's a part of me giving back to Him as He's, as he's told me to, and thankfulness to Him. It is not a, a, a side note in Christian life. It's a part of it. I encourage you to join uh, in, the, in the Bible reading plan. All that is available out there. I encourage you about those things. Uh, join the Bible memory a- uh, app or, or begin memorizing scripture. But there is a cool little app that we, uh, that we have, BibleMemory.com. And it has been updated with our church group on it. And it is a way my wife has used it. I need to do better at it. So you're going to have to keep me accountable this year, all right? There's no amens to that, all right? I, I just do. I mean, it's something I need to do more of. Um, but, but the fact is, we, we put on there Ephesians 4, 1 through 16, and there's some other ones. All the continue verses are on there. There will be some other um, uh, collections that are added to it, and you can just go there and you can work on a, a tried and true uh, memorization plan on, uh, right on your phone. Most of us have a phone. If not, find it at the, uh, go out to the table afterwards and pick up the Bible memory plan for Ephesians 4, 1 through 16. Um, also this year, uh, at, my, uh, at my website, josiahkagan.com slash resources, I have updated um, with a bunch of spiritual resources from Bibles, study Bibles, uh, children's stuff, children's stories, uh, books just related to the Christian life. Uh, if they're not linked, you can find them on Amazon. Just copy and paste it into Amazon. Um, but they're, they're there. Some podcasts, some Christian radio, all sorts of things. Just a, a full uh, scope, and I intend to continue to add to that over time. But how are you going to grow this year? There's plenty of resources out there. We have enough in the Word of God, but there's other things that help us along the way. So we want to grow in our commitment to follow Him. We want to grow in our commitment to serve Him. Lord, build me in my commitment to serve You. Service is the outflow of our growth. Service is the outflow of my following him. You could say it this way, service is the fruit of following him. When I follow him with all my heart, I want to serve him. And so Romans 12 and verse number 11, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Let's say that together. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. We are saved to serve. So every one of us has a gift with which we can serve in the body. Isn't that great? Not a one of us 
is left out in that. There's some present needs that I just want to bring up, and we can pray about them. I want to I pray. We need some more nursery workers, especially towards the Sunday morning. Uh, Miss, Miss Beth does such a great job at trying to get people all scheduled. Uh, I think it was Brother Wayne the other day that said there's two very difficult jobs in the church. One of them was being, a, um, being the nursery coordinator, and the other one was, do you remember? The treasurer. Uh, very difficult, uh, difficult, heavy jobs. But, you know, it just we need a, a, uh, some more ladies to step up to that. We also uh, could use a nursery coordinator, someone that would help s- the scheduling and making sure that it's happened. It's a big deal, especially as new families, but even our own families, as they come in and uh, to have the nursery just taken care of. I appreciate so much the different ladies that work in there. Um, I grew up in a church without a nursery. Every once in a while, I go back and preach in a church without a nursery. I'm glad we have a nursery. I'm glad we have a nursery. Praise the Lord. And, and, and so uh, that would be a great thing. We need some more Sunday school workers and helpers. And even, uh, even if the Lord places it upon someone's heart and, and it's, a, it's a right fit, a, another Sunday school uh, teacher. And uh, we need a, another person with a CDL uh, to drive in the bus ministry. We need the bus ministry helpers. Now, I'm just going to say something right now. I don't know if this is uh, the time, but la- uh, about, uh, about back in November of 2000. 19, we got that, uh, that other bus. You know why we got that other bus? Not just to bring more people in. Well, yes, it is to bring more people in. But because we had run out of room. We were, we were filling the van and the, the white bus, uh, the white and green bus, completely. And uh, we got on that bus on a Sunday night in, 2000, in, in 2019, November, and we prayed, Lord, fill this bus, all right? And so we were getting it up to speed and trying to get it in, you know, in action, get it, get it through registration, all that stuff. And, uh, and then we, we come to COVID, right? COVID, the great, uh, the great uh, killer of all things, right? And uh, it, it challenges our perspective. And I, um, I believe we have a picture of us on the bus somewhere in the, in the slides there if you find it. But regardless, we got on that bus and we prayed. There it is. That was a fun night. You know, I I don't think we should stop praying about that. Right? I don't think we should stop praying. God gave us the bus. We have them sitting out there. They work. May God fill fill that bus. But we need people that are able to drive it. Hey, if one driver's down sick, we need some folks that are able to step right in and take care of that. So if God's laying on your heart to get a CDL, let's get the CDL this year. We'll pay for it. We'll get, um, we'll get that taken care of. And we often mention that, but really, this is a fantastic ministry. Every Wednesday night. A lot of churches do it on Sunday morning, but we get to do it on Wednesday night. That's just how God's worked it for our ministry. And we get to do that, and we get to bring in kids, and what a blessing it is. There's building projects, and it's, uh, some of them are listed down in the 2021 goals, some building projects uh, that we would like to get uh, accomplished. But there's ways and places for you to serve. Not everywhere to, uh, every place to serve is something that's in front of people. You say, I don't want to be in front of people. There's places for you to serve. The fact is, you make your, your desire to serve known, and then we get you into, into a place to serve. And, uh, and what a good thing that that would be. So let's, let's pray about these things. Lord, give me an increase in my commitment to serve. Now let me just say something about this. Sometimes, sometimes you might get weary in the service of the Lord. 
Does that ever happen to you? Please remember that we're serving Jesus, who is the builder of the church. People will let you down. You begin serving the Lord, you're going to find out how fallible people are, right? People will let you down. The fact is, he never will. And we serve him first, and other people get the benefit. We have to keep that perspective. And he renews our strength. So, Lord, build me by, um, by, in my commitment to serve you. Build me in my commitment to share you. The Bible says, Acts 1.8, uh, And ye shall re, uh, be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost parts of the world. After what happens, after uh, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power and then you're to be witnesses. I want us to grab a hold of something here. The Bible says in Acts 11 and verse 19, why don't you turn over there for a moment with me? Acts 11 and verse number 19. Acts 11 and verse number 19. We preached through this a couple, uh, a couple months ago, but it says this, Now they th which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phinehas and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word. Say that with me preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. We brought out in that message a couple months back that there was two words for preaching there. The first one is as they were going about, as they were running from the persecution, as they were going about their daily life, they had the word of God on their lips. The first word preaching means this, to express with speech the word of God. This is very, very important. You say, I can't witness. Let me ask you, what did you read in your Bible this morning? You can share that. You can get into conversations where you just share your journey with Jesus to others. This is exactly what they were doing in the book of Acts. As they were going along the way, they began to talk about the word of God, expressed with speech. It wasn't until verse number 20 that the Bible says they preached the Lord Jesus Christ. They evangelized. They declared the gospel. So they first were just saying the word of God. They were just expressing the word of God, and then they were preaching the gospel. And so how can you share Christ this year? Are you ready to share Christ this year? Here's a good place to start. Have you written down your salvation testimony? Could you pass that on to somebody? Could you email it? Could you pass it on in tract form? And I'll get to that in a moment. But listen, we can all participate in sharing Christ as we go about our daily business. I want us to take part together. There's something very exciting about gathering together and sharing Christ with others. Uh, throughout this year, uh, our goal is on once, a, once a month on Sundays to go out in the afternoons and to canvas or to go door knocking. Uh, the next one is planned for, for uh, January the 24th, that Sunday afternoon. We'll go out and canvas with uh, You Matter to Jesus on flyers. We want to get those out. We want to get those out as much as possible. As we come past daylight savings time, or when that begins, when that begins, right? Uh, and once there starts to be evening light, we'll go back out on Wednesday nights. Every Wednesday night, we'll have an hour before the service where we can go out and, 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 and witness together as a church family and have those different uh, opportunities. We'll have other ways, but there's always tracks available. 
Every one of us should have tracks. Every one of us should have invites as we go into our daily, uh, daily life. You say, I'm not from around here. Give tracks anywhere. I travel. Give tracks everywhere you go. God is not confined to working and kettering with our tracks. Right? I uh, use wisdom where you put them. Um, I remember a guy that used to, he used to put them on the, you know where I'm going. Uh, no one wants to pick a track up off a urinal. You know, you know, right up there. I mean, just yuck. So, I mean, use wisdom in where we put these things. Um, but, you know, you can put them everywhere you go. You can place tracks. You, if God has you traveling somewhere, bring a stack of tracks with you. By God's grace, may the Lord help us to remember to invite and to give the gospel everywhere we go. I really want to encourage you about this. Would you, be, would you take some time over the next week or so to go to our church website, gracebaptistofkettering.org, and would you peruse it um, for a couple reasons. One, if you see something that needs to be adjusted, let me know about it. L- let's get it adjusted. But, but the second part of that, you need to be familiar what is available at our website. Our website is not designed for you. Do you know that? The target audience of our website is the unsaved or the unchurched. Now, we, we need to work a lot. I'm having it reviewed and, and, and looked over to try to even make it more, more, uh, uh, more focused that way. But what I'm saying is there is resources on our website that will help you share the gospel. Our gracebaptistofkettering.org um, slash, can you find that up there? Slash, uh, uh, slash about, slash Jesus, okay, it's under the about tab, uh, has videos, has full gospel presentations on there, has a done book available. You can simply send that to people as a link, and friends, you are, you are sending a powerful Christian witness. The done book is always available digitally and free at, at the website. There is so much available there uh, to help you share the gospel. Would you be familiar with it and help, uh, help in that way? You can also go there and you can submit your story uh, for the My Story. A couple years back, we began to talk about creating uh, your story, your, your salvation story. There are some of you that are still hanging back and need to get that thing um, published, and I want to see that happen. Last year, we had a goal. We didn't hit our goal last year. I want to hit a goal this year of getting some more stories published and getting them to the website, getting them in tract form and getting them on the website in a video so that you can share those around. What a wonderful thing to be able to share those. One of the most precious uh, and, and easy tracks to give away is one of these story tracks. It just is, because I can say this. Hey, this is, uh, this is a, a story my friend wrote about his life. And give that off? Well, what a difference it makes. Easy way. But your story could be out there. And do you know what Jesus said you are? He said you are a witness. That is one, a person that has a firsthand experience that they're sharing with others. So let's accomplish that. Go to, um, go to our website and find, um, find that and, and download, uh, download the, uh, the, the planning guide. Uh, listen to the messages if you didn't hear those when those were preached so that you can begin writing down your story and getting it uh, ready to be um, produced. And that would be a wonderful, wonderful thing. I also challenge you in this way. Are there friends you have not yet invited to church? Are there people in your sphere of influence that have not yet heard you say, will you be my guest at Grace Baptist Church? Well, they'll probably not say yes. Have you asked them? Have you asked them? 
And I encourage you this year to make it a goal to invite the people you know right around you to be your guest at church. Would you do that? Let's make that our goal. Could I challenge you in that way? Invite your unsaved friends, uh, your connections, your, your work acquaintances, the church. Be ready for that. Pray about, Lord, uh, give me that opportunity to do that. You don't know what God is going to do. Let one thing's for sure. Our nation is not where it is because we've witnessed too much. Right? Me included. We have not been the witnesses we need to be. Theoretically, we have enough in this room to turn this city upside down. Right? We do. By God's grace and with his power. Oh, that God would encourage us. Lord, build me in my commitment to share you. Build me in my commitment to follow you. Build me in my commitment to serve you. But then, let's look at the second prayer. Lord, build us. So, Lord, I'm the one that stands in the need of prayer. But Lord, would you build our church? Would you build us together as a church? Father, we see the last days approaching. Don't you agree there? Help us not to, help me not to waver in my faith. Please revive my resolve to assemble with my church family. Amen? Help me to expect you to increase our church family in number as I invite and witness for you. You see, this prayer grows out of what God's doing in me and the Lord building me. You know, some of the most excited soul winners, some of the most excited people are the ones in which Christ is doing a great work. You allow Christ to build you this year and you'll not have a problem witnessing. It'll come just a part of you. It'll be light that exudes from you and you might not even realize how much it is. Lord, Lord, help me to expect you, to expect you to increase our church family in number as I invite and witness for you. Please multiply us as I follow you. The problem in the church is that the situation is desperate, and many times the church is not. That was said by an old preacher, Vance Havner. We're not as desperate as we ought to be. Lord, give us a holy desperation. Uh, Lord, help us to see that this is not just about us gathering together as just us, but give us a holy desperation for you to do more because we see around the world is crumbling apart. The world's a mess. It's no friend of God. It's a mess. And without the church rising up and being walking in revival, it's going to be a real problem. The church is the means through which Christ is going to accomplish his mission in the world right now. That's the whole theme of the book of Acts. Christ's mission being accomplished through his church by his spirit. That's what he wants to do in your life and mine. But it starts with, Lord, build us. Lord, build us. As you've been building me, build us together. And here's a prayer. Build us in our resolve to assemble together. I'm thankful for what the Lord has done in drawing us together. Uh, I gave this illustration to someone this morning. Do you know when, when brothers and sisters fight, they can fight like cats and dogs, but you start picking on one of them as an outsider, what happens? Yeah, they unite really quick. You know what I believe is going to happen? As the heat is turned up on the church, I believe there's going to come a unity to, this, uh, to the church that isn't, isn't just like, you know, we're trying to force this unity. We've got to be unified with these people that are like arthritis in the neck. You know, like, you know, you know, no, no, it's, 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 it's going to be there. 
because that's a work of the Holy Spirit. But in that, the resolve to be together, let me just encourage you. You might not feel like, like your attendance is necessary. Like, oh, like, Lord, I don't really need this. Someone else may need you. But the fact is, just because you don't always see the, the advantage of it or the immediate, the immediate payoff of it, none of you stop brushing your teeth every day because it doesn't seem to make a difference if you skip a time. Right? It's the cumulative, the cumulative action that, that tends to pay off. You say, well, I don't need, a, I don't need to go to church. Listen, you're not going to stop brushing your teeth in the morning. It's going to cause some problems down the road. There is a reason that Jesus told us to gather together. You, you say, well, li- listen, I, I don't see how that, that, that plays in. There is a desperate need for the church to be assembled in this day. It's why Satan, I, I believe, one of the ploys of, of, the, of the virus is to pull the church apart. And I'm thankful he's realizing he couldn't do that. The church had to get back together. The church needed one another. Listen. Church cannot be put inside of an electronic box. And I know there's people that are they're home because they need to be home right now, but they're all probably saying amen in their living rooms right now saying, you know what, I miss being together in the church building. We need it. And we need to resolve to that connection. We need to resolve to this. And this is one of my burdens for us this year, is that each of our members would draw closer to Christ's body here at Grace Baptist Church. It is an indicator in our lives when we're drawing away from the body. Friends, he says it's his body. People say, well, I can worship on Jesus Christ without being at, at church. Friends, to say that you're, you're, you're literally saying, a person is literally saying that they, they can despise the body of Christ and still love Christ. It's an oxymoron. It doesn't work. They're one and the same. They're together. This is a physical uh, earthly expression of the of Jesus Christ on earth, his body. And what an important thing. And so he was the one that told us in, in Hebrews 10 and verse 23, if you want to have a faith that is not wavering, make sure that you consider one another to love and good works and provoke one another unto love and good works. And this, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as we see the day approaching. So as we see more heartache and more problems in the world, we need each other more. We need to lean on each other more. And so what happens when we gather together this year? What is going to happen in our assemblies? I want us to think about this. Sometimes we don't realize that a year has a lot of time in it. But you know that we have some 200 assemblies in 2000. And, and, and 21, 200 plus assemblies when you count our Sunday night and our Sunday morning and our, our Sunday school and our Wednesday night and other, uh, other gatherings, 200 plus opportunities for us to be together beside the ones that we, we create uh, on our own with one another, 200 plus opportunities. In those opportunities, we're going to fellowship with one another. Fellowship is important. Do you realize that Thomas, in the Bible, one of the disciples, Jesus appeared in the upper room He wasn't there. The rest of the disciples were super encouraged because they got to see Jesus, the risen Lord. And he spends the rest of that week doubting and frustrated and having a struggle in his spiritual life. Why? Because he wasn't with the assembly. You say, well, that is taking that out of context or, you know, that's really resting. No, friends, listen. He missed 
a time with the disciples. The Bible mentions it. He missed seeing Jesus Christ in the assembly. And he went a week, very discouraged. And the next time he comes to church, next time he gathers with the disciples, he sees Jesus and he puts his hands in his side and he sees him personally and he's encouraged. Friends, you realize that when we miss, we might not even realize we, we begin to slip into despair, into anxiety. We have to really think about this matter. Jesus was the one that told us we need this. We need the body. It is to gather together. It is a called out what? All right, let's do that again. It's a called out what? Very good. It's a called out assembly, meeting in a local place like this. So the church fellowships together. We want to fellowship. And that's why, we, that's why we, we've, we've tried to make this a place. We want to continue to make this a place where fellowship can happen and where it's enjoyed in this place. We want it to happen. The body of Christ prays together as we gather. The body of Christ praises together. We sing praises to his name. The body of Christ is nourished through the word as we hear the word preached. Some of the sermon series that we're going to deal with this year, we're going to continue in the book of Acts, continuing through all the way to chapter number 28. We're in chapter number 13. We stopped right before the end. We're going to jump into the book of Acts. We're going to enjoy that together, um, particularly on Sunday mornings. A break-in series that I would like to do on Sunday mornings where we take a break from the book of Acts is a, a subject entitled, I am a church member. What does it mean to be a church member? And uh, I, I believe that this will be helpful to us as a whole. Uh, the seven churches on Sunday night, the Lord willing, will we even begin that next Sunday night. Biblical literacy, where we'll take a, 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 a 30,000 foot view of the Bible in its entirety. And uh, we'll take a series through, uh, through in that. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, I heard another preacher uh, uh, take a, his church through that. And I am so looking forward to doing that. It, it really will help you just kind of put the whole Bible together. Right? So it's, it's like if you went to college or if you've heard an Old Testament survey, New Testament survey. But uh, just, made, just made so that we can just grow from our uh, overviewing of Scripture and get the big theme of Scripture. And then uh, I'd like to, the Lord willing, uh, take us all through what I teach in starting points. Because some, you know, we get a little distant, you know, and, and we, we, we get, a, get away from some of the doctrine and some of the, the things on which our church is built. And so I'd like to do that and then also begin, uh, begin 2 Timothy. The Lord, the Lord is the one that oversees this, and so as he allows, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll accomplish it by his grace. Some of the special services, we have revival with Sam Davison. I hope that you will, uh, that you will have that on your calendar and that you'll uh, block out as much as possible to be, um, be here uh, uh, Sunday through Wednesday night. You are going to be blessed. I'm very encouraged to have him once again coming. There's going to be an I Love the Bible Sunday. There's a man that I've asked to come. His name is Jeff Farnham, and he's going to come, and we're going to spend a Sunday really talking about God's Word, where it came from. Is there not a lot of confusion around God's Word? Is there not? Doesn't that sound vaguely familiar? Like, doesn't, doesn't Satan like to confuse, doesn't he? Yeah, and so we're going to talk about that on that Sunday, and I, I hope that it'll be a, a very instructional Sunday that is on your calendar. Uh, we look forward to having a tour group from the Victory Baptist Church in Pennsylvania. I believe it's in the month of March. Mission Weeks, uh, again, uh, in the fall, and Ken Fielder will kick those off for us, uh, and that's going to be a wonderful time. The uh, teen retreats and the teen and junior camp, uh, summer camps. But what a blessing that we have to gather together in so many different 
ways. I told you this morning, the church in Wuhan, they gathered together even in an increased way, though a lot of it happened through online uh, gatherings. They gathered all the more. They said we have 50, more than 50 groups, almost the groups, Almost all the groups are meeting on the internet, praying, studying the Bible together, sharing, witnessing, praising, worshiping. Among them, we have more than 30 groups that are spending two hours a day from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. to pray, to worship, to share, and to testify. That is far more frequent than any of our, 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 our normal meetings. You know what it pushed them to do? To gather together all the more. Do you know that right now, if, 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 if anyone wanted to have at any time of the day, a gathering, we could start a group on Zoom where you can, uh, uh, you can chime in. We meet still uh, weekdays at 1145, and we share, and we connect, and we pray together. Why? Because, well, it's something the Lord taught us this year. And I'm not really planning to get rid of that. Uh, it, it's a special time of prayer and, and sharing burdens, but you know what? I think there's a lot of you missing out on things like that. I think there's, there's opportunity for you to grow and be encouraged throughout the week. And maybe it's another time that, that we need to do it. If, if a morning time, if, if we want to have a leader to, uh, to lead one in the morning um, before people get off to work, praise God, let's lead, have a prayer meeting uh, happen in the morning on Zoom. But the fact is we can, we can be meeting all the more and encouraging one another, not cutting down, but encouraging one another and even using technology to uh, make that happen. It bring, uh, brought them closer together was their testimony. It was like their, their every day became a Sunday their brethren was encouraged. You know, God intends for us to be encouraged by one another. This uh, quote struck me. You can't be on fire for Jesus and cold towards his church at the same time. And so I'm asking you, by God's grace, would you draw closer to the body of Christ at Grace Baptist Church this year? Not further away, not more distant. Engage in. Engage in. Uh, enjoy the gatherings together. Connect with people when you're in here. Don't be like uh, the person that, you know, walks in. I hear, I hear the service and I walk back out. Let, get into people's lives. Let them get into your lives. Take some time to fellowship. Take some time to drink a cup of coffee and to talk and, and, and be together. There's other fellowship times. We don't have it on here. I would, I would love to get back like a men's camp out and all that type of stuff, uh, guys and, and different stuff. But the campgrounds are still closed. So we'll have to wait on planning some of that type of stuff. But what I would like to do is commission a few men and some women to plan some special group activities. Uh, women love going antiquing, right? Shopping. Women, where are like? You love going shopping, well, whatever it is. But I'd love to see some groups that are going out and things that don't require us going to a place and having to go through all that, but just get, getting out and fellowshipping. So we'll be talking to, about some of those things. Uh, I'd love to see the guys take a hiking trip, a, a, you know, a fishing trip or, or whatever, and, and get out together and do some more frequently. As well, we'll have the, the, women's, uh, the women's Bible studies. The next one is on the 21st, right here in the Fellowship Hall. We'll also have on um, the men's prayer breakfasts every other, every other month. And uh, I'd love to take a fellowship tr uh, trip to the Fellowship Track League on a Tuesday, I believe it is, to be down there and put together tracks down there and need some help in putting that trip together. A bus could be really helpful. A shuttle bus could be helpful in that matter. And so keep praying about that. But listen, we want to be together. Lord, build us by giving us a resolve to be a part of the assembly. Build us by giving us an expectation of increase. Now I want you to 
consider this. William Carey said, expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. Many times we don't attempt much because we don't expect much. We're not just a part of just, you know, you know some sideshow. This is the work of the Lord Jesus Christ in Kettering, Ohio. I had a man that really challenged me, and I, I, I don't want to take much time with relaying this, but I had a man that really, really challenged me this past year. He doesn't attend here. I'd never met him until a day previous, but he really, really challenged me. And we sat, he sat here on the platform, and I sat right there. And I was bearing my heart and talking with him. And he was really challenging me. The Lord sent him across my path, and I needed, I needed the challenge. And frankly, he challenged me in a way that few people, people had, and even kind of rebuked me. But as we talked, he said, I, you need to realize that, that this place is ground zero for what God wants to do in this city. And I received that. And you know, the next couple days, and even as I would drive towards the church and as I would I'd walk into these doors, I, I began to look at this building as, as not, not confining, uh, not a burden, but as a place that God wants to use to reach the city. Now, buildings don't change lives, right? What happens inside of them does. We've seen some lives majorly change this year especially in the last couple months. And maybe you don't see all that. And I would love, I, I would love to be able to just sh you know, help you to see all that God's doing. And that's why I keep on telling you in emails and different things, God is working, God is working, God is working. I'm not saying that just to kind of, you know, as, a, as a, false, you know, a, a false signal. No, God is working in hearts. Oftentimes, I write that to you right after I've seen something that only God could do. And God is working in this place, and we need to ask God, increase our expectation in what you want to do in increasing us. I, I want to have an expectation, and I want you to think, uh, right on the front of your, um, on the front of your uh, bulletin, if you have it, but up here as well, do you see, these, uh, the, you see these, these math signs up here? I love graphic design. It's kind of a side thing for me. Uh, if you look on your... On your, on your um, your design this year, I, I, the waves to me, the, the, the waves kind of depict the uncertainty of time, you know, just the ups and downs of life. The rock there on the picture is the, is, is, is the certainty. Uh, Jesus said, I will build my church, and it's upon this rock I will build my church. He was there at Caesarea Philippi. That's the picture that's used there in the design. The, the symbol there, you say, what in the world is a symbol? Do you know in the book of Acts, the Bible says in chapter number 2 that the Lord added to them daily such as should be saved. The Lord did the adding. Well, that is pretty cool. The church, he added 3,000 to the church. Then he added 5,000 to the church. And we get to about chapter number 6, and there's probably around 10,000 people that have been added to the church by the Lord and through the witness of his people. That's pretty amazing. Adding's great. One plus one plus one plus one plus one. But then there's something very, very interesting that happens in Acts chapter 6 in verse number 7. And the word of God increased specifically after they dealt with a problem that had arisen in the church and they dealt with it in a biblical way. And the Bible says, and the word of God increased 
And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. So here's what happens. It went from God adding to the church to God multiplying the church. You know how that happens? When it's not just me witnessing to somebody and seeing someone come to uh, Christ and, and one of you seeing someone come to Christ. It's me witnessing, bringing someone to Christ by his grace, discipling them, and now I go on witnessing and they go on witnessing and we both bring another person to Christ. And we begin to see that multiplied as the, um, as the, the ones witnessed become the witnessers and the disciplers, and this becomes a repeated process. Listen, we must pray. This is something I'm very burdened about with our church. We must pray for this to become a part of the culture of Grace Baptist Church. You with me? Are you content to go through this year? Let me ask you this. Are you content to stand before God at the end of a year's time and not have brought one person to Jesus Christ? Now think about that. We talk about the world. That need, if the world is going to be one to Christ, it's going to happen through people like you and me. You say, I can't do it. The Lord can. He said he would build his church. Now, here's the thing. Here's what's really important to understand. Both of these actions, the thing adding to the church and the multiplying of the church, both of these actions happened as these disciples, as these people personally committed to following and sharing Christ. Both of them are the passive idea. It wasn't something they did. The Lord did as they were faithful and willing to sacrifice, like we talked about this morning, to follow and share Christ. So unless we are doing what we ought to do, his job is to build the church. My job is to respond to him with sacrifice, with a heart surrendered unto sacrifice. Lord, however you want to use me. That might mean me uh, uh, giving out a gospel tract. That might mean me taking some extra time to witness to a person, to spend extra time with them, to help them understand the gospel, uh, to meet them on, on a weekly basis. I don't know what exactly it might mean as the Holy Spirit leads you, but the key is that's how it happened in the book of Acts. These, the adding and multiplication happened as they, they were committed to following and sharing Christ, as they made that sacrifice. So friends, stop looking at you and your limitations and realize there is no limitation to Jesus Christ. He can use you to bring people to Christ. And start with being ready. I don't know how many times I've gone into a store or somewhere and I'm not ready to give the tract. The worst is when you fumble to try to get it out and you're like, when the person's like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> like, I, I, it's safe. I'm trying to get out a tract. I'm trying to get out something to give to you. But you know, the fact is, God has people in your path. I think I was up, I, I had some coffee with uh, Brother Brandon earlier this year and I walked back out of the Panera and that night there was a guy sitting in his truck. He parked this close to my, my SUV, Brother Brandon. And his window was half down. So what do you do? You give him a tract. Well, he ended up sitting on the tailgate of his truck and he ended up receiving Christ that night. It was, it was dark 
9.30, 10 o'clock, and I was sitting out in the Panera parking lot, a good parking lot to sit in, and, and giving Christ to this guy. And it was an amazing thing. He wasn't from the area. God had him there for that moment. Isn't that an amazing thing? And we we're ready, and, and, and there's been far too, and there've been far too many times I've not been ready like I ought to. But oh, God, help us to be ready with that word of witness so that you can add to your church. We're working with him. He's the increaser. God gives the increase. Apollos watered, uh, but uh, um, Paul said, I have um, planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth anything, but God giveth the increase. Even in that one man, young man's situation, I'm not, I, I don't get to disciple him. He's in another city. Do you know what he did? Call up the pastor in that city. Here's his information. He's, he, he's going to have to take him the rest of the way. You know what? God gets the glory. If that man follows Jesus Christ, God gets the glory. It's not me. It's not that pastor. It's, it's, it's God. God's doing it. If the increaser is God, and he is, then should we not pray for him to increase his church? Is it all right for us to pray that he would increase Grace Baptist Church? Is it all right? Yes, I think we should pray for, uh, the, uh, for us to be committed followers of Jesus Christ, for there to be committed followers of Jesus Christ added to our church. People that don't just want to be casual about Christianity, but want to be committed in and want to serve and want to be a part of it. We should pray for college-age young people and young families and pray that God would fill our buses and pray that God would fill our auditorium that he has given us. We'll dream a little bit about that in a, in a second, but uh, I want us to pray about that. Lord, would you, would you fill it? Would you help us to use all the space that you have given us? Pray for laborers for the harvest. Help us to, uh, to have more people ready to go out and, sh- uh, uh, and spread the gospel. This year, we'll take some time to do a little bit more training about how to um, present the gospel, but we can all... We can all get out there and, and present the gospel, and we need to pray for laborers to be, uh, uh, to be moved in the heart to get out and share the gospel. Lord, enlarge our capacity. Pray for that increase. What are you expecting God to do at Grace Baptist Church? Well, that's, that's someone else's matter. No, friend, it's your matter. You're a part of this church. You make up this church What's your expectation? What do you want Jesus to do here? What do you want to see in a matter of increase in this next, in this next year by God's grace? Oh, Lord, build me. Out of that comes build us. It's kind of hypocritical to say build us when I'm not willing for the Lord to build me. You with me on that? Lord, build me. Build us. But build our vision. Build our vision. Father, you told me that you want the whole world to be saved. Forgive me for putting you inside the box of my own limitations. How many of you are with me on praying that? <laughs> yeah? Don't we limit God all too often? Forgive me for putting you inside that box. Would you open up my eyes to see how you want to use me and Grace Baptist Church to accomplish your mission in my generation? Not in the next generation, my generation. Right now. Show me specifically what I am to do and give me your power to do it with all of my strength. Now, some of you might, might be failing. I don't know what exactly the Lord wants me to do in this year. Ask him to show you. Lord, give me a vision for my life. Give me a vision. Help me to see how you want me to use, uh, how, to be used in the church this year and to be used to bring people to you this year. Now, think about it. 
There's also a situation where, where the Lord might use somebody else to say, you know what? I think, I think you might be really good at doing this. And, and the Lord might use another believer to, to clue you in as to what your, your spiritual gift or what you'd be really good at. Sometimes other people see what, what our potential much greater than we do. We look at ourselves, oh, I can't do anything. And other person says, what are you kidding? I, I, you are so gifted at that. Be willing to listen to that. Oh, Lord, would you build our vision? Uh, a burden that I have just in these, in these final moments is that we would uh, that we'd never lose our desire to dream that God could do more. That God wants to do more. I remember years ago, it'll... it'll I don't think I'll ever forget this, but I was talking to a, a, a I don't mean in any way to paint them in a, in a bad way, but a, a, a believer, and they remarked about this church that they had been a part of, um, that it would never grow because we lived in a, in a Catholic area. You know what that is, friends? What is that? It's unbelief. You know what I think God has been doing over the years here at Grace Baptist Church? He's, begin, he's, he's been purging us of wrong thinking. If you have in your mind, God can't do it here. Oh, I hear about him doing it other places, but God can't do it here. You're, you're living in unbelief. I honestly, I honestly if I didn't believe that God wanted to do something special here, I would not devote the, the prime years of my life to this place. I believe God wants. I believe God wants to work. I don't believe that Grace Baptist has, has, has touched its potential for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not because we're special. I think as we begin to say, build me, build us, Lord, and open our hearts to, Lord, whatever you want, I'll sacrifice for you, I'll do anything you want to do, the, the, the days ahead are as, as bright as can be. They might not be easy days, but they're bright because then he begins to have full power and full control over what's going on. And so, Lord, we want to dream for you, uh, our vision for our community. Lord, would you build our vision for our community? Uh, what do you think Jesus' vision for Kettering and, and the greater Dayton area is? What do you think his, what do you think his vision is for, for us in the next years? What do you think that he wants to see? I want you to think about that for a minute. What do you think his vision is over the next years? Go ahead and answer.
That sounds like vision to me. Amen. I, I think we ought to. I think we ought to. We ought to commit and pray on that. You know something. As as Cliff says that, do you realize uh, she's probably listening tonight? Uh, Laura, she lives at some apartment complexes uh, just about a mile away from here. God has used in both of these situations. God has used them, and uh, Laura literally has been incredibly used of God to develop a group of ladies over there that are praying together. She's calling them now and praying with them. Uh, incredible light. Uh, there's no potential, but see, we, we get all down like this, right? Well, this is the way it has to be. But there's, there's, there's so much that God can do if we'll ask him to build our, our vision for our community. And yeah, your community is right there at the Twin Towers. Her community is there. What's your community? Our community as a whole at Grace Baptist Church. We're not to say, hey, there's four months and then the harvest. The harvest is another time where the harvest is past. Jesus said, lift up your eyes, look on the harvest. They're wide unto harvest. we got to anticipate. We need to be ready for this. And friends, there may come a time where the, the Lord touches my heart and uh, a band of men's heart and, and says, hey, it is time that, that we would consider uh, uh, offering another service and you say, well, it might not make, it doesn't make sense, Pastor. You know, where are the people going to from, come from? It might mean just saying, Lord, would, would you fill? Would, would you bring the people into that? And would you, would, you bring the, uh, would you bring the increase and take that step of faith uh, along, uh, along in that way? Listen, uh, if we look at the city of Kettering as a mission field, many times missionaries come through and they say, well, there's this many people in the city, on the city we're going to, and this many people believe this, this, and this. You know that in Kettering, 65% of, of the residents will, will say this, that they're not religious. Now, I know that means a lot of things in, to different people, but you know that, that Kettering is wide open. Wide open. They need Jesus Christ. And expand that out. The greater Dayton area needs the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, immensely it needs Jesus Christ. Uh, the, the, the leaders of this area need the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Uh, there is a, an incredible need. And so how important it is for us to have uh, asked the Lord to build our vision for what he wants to do in, in, in our community. We need to be uh, 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 welcoming those into the community. We've started this, uh, the new move-ins, and each month we'll get a list of new move-ins that move into the area, and we'll, send, uh, we'll put a packet this year. You can be a part of putting that packet on their door. And saying, welcome from Grace Baptist Church. We're glad that you're here. I'd like to develop that packet and, and, and help it to uh, have some, uh, some intrigue, maybe a, a list of things. We found these places to be helpful and be able to give that to them as a, as a, a new move into the area. We want to canvas. We have 9,000 of the, of the You Matter to Jesus flyers uh, that need to go on doors this year. You need to help with that. And you can be a part of that. We have the Easter outreach. We have the Adventure Kids outreach. We have the Cola Clash coming again this year. We talked about it. Should we do it? Should we not? No. We're gonna, we, every time we do it, we see people saved. All right, so let's do it again. And so we'll do that in July this year. We'll do the parade by God's grace. You know what? Um, we, we've had some fun times at the parade. Uh, but you, every time... Um, we go there. It, it's just neat to be involved in that. I remember sitting in the parade, the holiday at home parade, and watching some churches go by that defy the Bible and noticing there was no gospel preaching churches in there. The church in town that, that 
believes that marriage is kind of, you know, is up for discussion, they're in there. They're marching boldly. But there's no gospel-preaching church marching in that, that parade. Well, we've got to do something about that. We've got to be a gospel-preaching church in that parade. We've done some fun things. The first year was Lego. Uh, Justin Dilhoff dressed up as a Lego man. The, the second year, I think this was the second year, if I'm not mistaken, and we had a clubhouse on top. This is when we were launching the Adventure Kids Club. That clubhouse was built too tall. We left the flag, the flag that was on top in the RTA lines. Sweated the whole time on that parade because we went through there and I was like, ah, how in the world did we not think about the RTA lines? I was so afraid. We were, we were, we were passing under the RTA lines by two inches the whole way down the parade route. And uh, that, was, that was scary. Um, I was just waiting for that thing to come crumbling down. Uh, this past year we did a, a, a uh, this past time that we did it, um, back in 2019, uh, we, in September, uh, we did a, a nautical theme or a, 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 sw- a, a swimming theme, sea theme, theme. That, that's the right word. But it's just, it's fun. We get out there and it is purely an opportunity to be in front of a lot of people in Kettering. And they, they're saying they're going to do it this year, and so by God's grace, we'll do it again this year. And, uh, and even in the help and getting the bus decorated and getting it out there, what, uh, what a great help you can be. We have Friend Day in the Christmas program. I still want to pray and ask God to enable us to have the God Bless America area-wide rally with a bunch of churches. It, again, COVID you know, gets in the way of these things, but we've not lost the vision to, uh, to someday ha- rent out a public facility and have a bunch of churches working together to bring the gospel, a major gospel witness into the, into the, uh, into the Dayton area. From um, people all the way over in Columbus, uh, Eaton, all the way. There's so many that want to be a part of this, and we want to pray about this. So uh, it, it, if you see that on your, your vision guide, let's pray about that. Um, and and um, for time's sake, I'll, I'll continue on, but I, I want to pray about that. We want to see God build our vision for our community, our vision for missions, our vision for missions. You know, Paul had a vision for missions. I want to go to the Caesar's Palace didn't he? And he got there. We don't have a vision. We won't get there. Lord, we want you to build our vision. There's, as I mentioned this morning, 4,200 religions in the the world versus Christ. That's a lot. It's a lot of people that need the Lord. What in the world can we do? Let me just say this. We can do this. We can make sure that we are giving what we can to missions. Let me ask you a question. Have you taken some time to ask the Lord what he, how he wants you to be a partner in the missions program here? You say, I'm giving. Have you asked him, Lord, is, is there an increase? Last year we finished the year. We, we, we did so well in, in the general, in, in just a sense, and that we didn't have this overabundance, but we, we, we did well. We finished well, and you did really well. Last year we, we finished about $3,500 behind in, in, the, in the, the missions. Thankfully, we, were, uh, we had that in some savings there. We didn't have to, uh, no missionary went without support. But do you realize that every month, that $4,500 goes out to missions and checks from you? Now, that, that's, that's what we need to go out. Uh, so we need to be able to bring that in in a monthly basis. So let me encourage you. You say, what can I do as far as missions? Make sure that you're giving what you can. 
If the Lord would enable you to increase your giving on a, week, on a regular basis uh, to the missions um, fund, do that. I want to encourage you, partner, right after the service, go up to Brother, Brother Snyder, partner to communicate with a missionary. Get your missionary and communicate uh, with them often. Allow him to help you with that. Partner uh, with us as we continue to partner with groups like Worldview Ministries. I was so grateful to be over in India and get to see what God is doing through the worldview ministry over there, the Bible translation. But there's so much need in this. When you give to missions, you're giving to the Bible translation for works that are going on in different places around the world. We started this past year to work with partnering uh, with the Grenada Bible Project. That website is up and running. The money is being raised for this. There's opportunity for us when this project goes full swing, for us to go down to Grenada, take the Bibles down there. Can you imagine being able to go on that trip? How many of you can just imagine going to, that, uh, to Grenada? Like, I, I'm in on that. Like, but it'd be fantastic to be able to go into the schools and preach the gospel and to be able to deliver the Bibles. I hope that you're praying about that. We've been a part of this and, and helping Brother Tom Patterson and getting the website out there. It's now taking donations online. Let's pray that God will raise all the money. It's only about $400,000. That's nothing when you're talking about churches across America. There's people in America that could write a check for that. Right? But we can pray. God, God can write a check for that. And we can see that happen. I want to go down there. I want to be a part of that uh, That. And I, I believe that would be a wonderful mission trip. We need to pray for laborers. Are you praying that the children of our church, that the young adults of our church would consider missions? Let's pray about that. This year, I want to update our, our missions focus uh, out here on this wall, the, the blue wall out there. I want to update that and really um, bring some highlight to that to help us to really be able to focus on, on a, a fewer missionaries at a time, but be able to focus on that. I want us to um, pray about this. Lord, build our vision for church planning. I am so excited about next Sunday. So excited. Next Sunday, um, the pastor of the Dearborn Baptist Church is going to be presenting in Sunday school and the Sunday morning service. And his name is Josh Leverick, and he and his wife are, have been called to Dearborn. It is the Muslim center of America. They're going to plant a Baptist church, and they're not being bashful about it. They're praying for a prime piece of property right in the middle. The Muslims, they, they seek out a prime piece of property in a, in a, in a, in a, in a city. If you ever drive up into Michigan, you go by Toledo. How many of you made that drive? Do you see that? That is a prime piece of property. As they lift their religion for all to see as they pass by thousands and thousands and thousands each, each day. Uh, Brother Josh isn't wanting to be bashful about this. He's not looking for some, uh, uh, some uh, piece of property on a back street. He wants something out in the open, a beautiful part of town where they can plant this church, have this church as an icon. Hey, there is, a, there is Jesus Christ. He's living. We believe it. We want you to trust in him. What a blessed thing it's going to be to hear his burden for that. But as well, I've asked him to share with us a little bit more about 3030 and how we're trying to partner in this mission to see 30 churches planted in the Great Lakes region by 2030. And so I want to be a part of that. You say, well, how can we be a part of that as a church? Let me tell you, uh, we, uh, we have a need for some folks in the church here uh, to help us identify in a two-hour radius, basically verify the churches in a two-hour radius, on a map, there's our two-hour radius. You look at that? You can go a lot of distance, a lot of cities in two hours. 
But the reason I choose two hours is two hours can be easily, you know, on a Saturday morning, get up, drive to a place and, and, and work the area, right, and come back. You could do that, okay? So that's why we say two hours. But uh, th- 30 minutes is, is the red there in the middle. But we also have a part of the 3030, greatlakes30.com, I believe it is. Um, there is a recon map, and it shows all the different churches that are, that are there, gospel preaching churches, but some are just, just because they have a website. Not necessarily that they're active, that they're, they may be shut down or whatever. And so we need somebody from Grace Baptist Church. This is the need. I need somebody to volunteer to be a part of, of going through that. And I could use several people to do this. You could do this from home at your computer to go through and try to verify and find the spot of greatest need within a two-hour radius. Or, or, or by ranking the spots of greatest need within a two-hour radius of our church, a city that needs a gospel-preaching church. Maybe a church is there, but it, it's kind of lost its light. Do you understand from the book of Revelation that churches sometimes lose their way? Right? Uh, they can have a name, but they're dead. So the, the point is not going to plant a church in a, in, a, in a place that doesn't need it. The point is find a place that needs a church and go plant one there. Do you know what? I believe God wants to use Grace Baptist Church. I believe God's desire for Grace Baptist Church is for us to reproduce. That is not something that, um, that's not going away. That is, that is something, I, I, we, we must do that by God's grace. And I believe he wants us to. I believe there's New Testament uh, principle for that. In fact, the Bible says in uh, Acts 9, verse number 31, then the churches had rest all around Judea and uh, Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. What was multiplied? The church. The churches. They were multiplied. Now it's not just believers being multiplied. It's churches being multiplied. That's how you reach a generation. And so, Lord, would you build our vision for church planning? We need people uh, to help with populating the recon map. I will have Brother Josh talk next Sunday morning. If that strikes your heart, I want you um, uh, to try to be here at the 930 hour next uh, Sunday morning and be able to hang a a little bit and hear from him on how how to accomplish that. And we'll, we'll help you along with that, but we could really use some help. That's kind of the next step in my mind to really us engaging in this 3030 um, vision. And uh, again, we'll talk about more of that next Sunday morning. How are we going to help church planners? Well, uh, we can allow them to present. If a person's planning a church in the Great Lakes region, we want them to present here. I want them to allow them through. You say, well, pastor, can we support all these people? No, we want to allow them through so we can be prayerful about it, so that we can give as we can, and so we can be engaged in that. We, I, this is a burden that I have. I want to see us allot a segment of our missions budget to supporting a church planner on a rotating basis. So in America, uh, it, it's kind of a, a standard that you support a, a church planner for a term. Uh, most church planners go out, do not ask for indefinite support. They ask for support for a term. So what would happen is if we say for a three-year term, we'll support and then we'll, 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 
we'll look at it again, and maybe, maybe they need to be supported for another year, and then we'd look at it again, re- reevaluate. But what would happen is we'd be able to support a, a person, and then after we're done supporting them, be able to turn it over to another church planner to, um, to support them, and to be continually supporting church planning and different efforts in different cities. And when we support them, we get to be involved and praying and going to that place. And even this year, I want to get back over to the Dayton Baptist Church and help them with an outreach. And we'll, we'll bring that to you in the, in, in the next uh, the next months. But uh, we have so much opportunity to be a blessing to church planning. We can help them with special offerings. Next Sunday morning, we'll take an offering for Brother Josh Levers. And we want to help them in that way. We can help them. They have some one-time uh, needs, and so we want to do that. I also want to say this. Would you pray about this with me? Would you pray? I want to see us be able to become a, a mentoring place for those that would go out from our church and, and church plant. So, say, there's a young man from college, wants to plan a church. Come here, they work along in the ministry, and then we begin to allow, uh, uh, we begin to pray about, well, does the Lord want you to plan a church here? We begin to um, pray about it. And they're gaining experience in the ministry. I get to uh, mentor them along and then help them get into the, um, the ministry of church planning. And boy, there's some, there's some young men in different Bible colleges that need to come to a church like this and need to get mentored need to get some experience, need to be able to make some young mistakes in the, in the ministry, and need to be able to uh, grow in the work of the Lord, and for the church to say, hey, we see the hand of God in their lives, let's send them out. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Would you pray about that with me? Uh, Lord, uh, draw people here and, and allow us to, uh, to mentor and send out, and that means sometimes we're going to have some interns. Some are interns along the way. But praise the Lord for that. Uh, we don't want to just uh, make this, um, this building about gathering people here. We want to send out people from this, this place. And then lastly, I want to pray about this. Lord, increase our vision for enlarging our capacity. Enlarging our capacity. Uh, back in 2 Kings 4, it talks of the widow who went out and got all the, the jars for oil, correct? And then she poured the oil out of her cruise, and as many jars as she went out and gathered, she had oil for this is something I'm convicted about. Sometimes we wait, well, Lord, bring it to us. But we don't take the first step, step of faith. Personally, I get convicted about that. So I've been praying, Lord, would you help us to enlarge our capacity? In other words, would you help us to get a few more containers? What in, in, in the next year would be the way that Grace Baptist Church could enlarge its capacity? One of the things that is on my mind, I want you to pray about it. I'm not ready to pull any trigger, but one of the things that is on my mind, and I have been praying about, is Lord, would you have us, would you have us to have two Sunday morning services? Not, not a traditional and a contemporary. No, two identical services. And, and enables to, to minister to more people. I'm serious. You know, our world's kind of changing about the whole crowds thing. Uh, even at max, uh, 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 200 people in this auditorium is, 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 is jammed. Um, it's just jammed. So if, if we were able to, to do that, and it would, it would require strength and it would require some sacrifice on our part. But we, we say, well, well, we've always been about this size. Well, could it be that we need to take a step of faith and say, Lord, do you want us to do something to make our size a little bit larger? Um, but we need to pray. We have to be sure that that's what the Lord wants us to do. Are you with me on that? We have to be sure. 
One of the things that goes along in the mind is I, I, I get very concerned uh, when it happened again this morning. I, I watched the congregation where they sit. You guys sat pretty well tonight. You didn't sit all to one side. But I watch how the congregation sits. One of the burdens on my heart, not an absolute, but one of the burdens on my heart is, is how, how sometimes people don't like to be in the center of this section right here. And you that are sitting over here, you might as well just say amen because you don't sit over here. Right? No one wants to be trapped in the center. I have a little bit of a, a burden. Again, not something that absolutely, God can work beyond these things, but also using our, our minds. Um, I, I know some people are very partial to pews, but I've been praying about for years about uh, um, putting in, in chairs in here and, and getting this broken up so that there's an aisle down the center and so that it's not so intimidating to, um, to sit and fill out all the seats. Now, it would cost us a little bit of money, not, not a lot, but it would be one way to make our auditorium more useful. And then at, at that point, oh, we, could, we, could, we could potentially add a service just the way it is. Fine. But I, I think it would make our auditorium a little bit more useful, more efficiently used. Again, not something I'm saying, we're going to do this by this time. I, I'm saying, would you pray about this with me? Would you dream about that with me? What would the Lord have us to do? Those are some of the things. Over the past year, people constantly bring up to me, Pastor, can we put a, a pavilion on the ball field with some picnic tables? Or I even had this one come up this past year. Lord, uh, Pastor, uh, have you ever thought about putting a gymnasium out there so we can have some gym nights and some activities out there? We run the Adventure Kids, and they throw balls in the Fellowship Hall, and, and they have everything going on down in the Fellowship Hall. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a gym? Listen, I'm just saying, would we dream a little bit and stop saying this is just the way it's going to be? I'm writing down these things, and I've been praying about them. I'm not mentioning them as first thoughts tonight. Would the Lord allow us to do something like some of these things? Would the Lord allow us to enlarge our capacity and and say, now, Lord, would 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 you fill it? I think he would be honored in that. So here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to pray. I'm asking you to ask the Lord, uh, enlarge our capacity. Uh, Lord, would you, would you make it super clear to pastor and, 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 and the deacons as, as they would help him and advise him and, 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 and bounce things off. And as the, even the other men of the church would, would help to, uh, to brainstorm through these things. Would you just make it super clear that this is what God wants to be done? And then, Lord, as, as you do that, would you accomplish those things by your glory? I think even as we, if that were to happen, uh, one of the things that I have thought about oftentimes uh, is, is we need some more parking. So where does that come from? Well, yeah, there's free parking on the street. But no one wants to walk up the grass in the front. We have doors that go out to nowhere. There used to be steps, but by God's grace, I would really like to see those steps put back in. I'd love to see those steps, and it would be one, what a wonderful, welcoming thing to the neighborhood as they drive by. There's stairs up to this building that has no entrance. <laughs> Used to have no sign. It's amazing what some of these things, we get used to it. As people walk on drive by, where do you enter? Get it all the time. Where do you go? Get all, just come to the back, to, the, to this store. You know, it would be a wonderful thing to have those back down there. And then some of our people could park down there and provide more parking. Do you know what it would also be? It, people would see action up here, not just a hidden parking lot back here. 
right? And so these are things we can dream about and pray about. Lord, would, would you allow them to happen? Would, would you um, be clear in your leading in all these things? There's some other goals that, um, that over this year we want to we wanna try by God's grace to accomplish. We want to see the building painted by the, um, the exterior of the building painted over this next year and get it freshened up and looking nice. We're, we're concerned about the roof. The roof needs, re- the roof needs some help. We're looking at a, a possibility of, of coating it uh, with, a, with a, a coating that is an industrial coating that would give us an extension on time because the, the roof, the shingles are there. It's just they're, they're deteriorated and, and so forth in, in color and so on. Uh, but it, 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 it is something that we're praying about and looking at, and you can pray about that with us. The, the, the parking lot was supposed to be sealed this past year, um, just for different reasons, it didn't, uh, didn't happen. We w- were contracted and it didn't happen. So, Lord willing, it will be freshly sealed and striped in the springtime with uh, nice guest um, parking, uh, clearly, uh, clearly visible. We're renovating the kitchen right now. We're working on that. Two brand new stoves are over there, and it's, uh, it's uh, getting accomplished. There's other, uh, other um, uh, projects that will be going on throughout the year. You can read about them in there just as bullet points. One of the things, the steeple's getting replaced. You know Why? Back in 2017, when we were struck with lightning, we didn't realize that at that point we lost over $40,000 of stuff within this building. It is crazy. Everything was shot. It was a direct hit, and we didn't realize it was a direct hit to the steeple. And uh, we realized it after the cross came down, fell down one day. Well, why is it leaning? Why is it twirling in the wind? Because it, it got struck. Got up there with the insurance agent, realized the whole inside of that thing is black. And uh, so after some negotiations, Brother Jack led the way on this, uh, the, the steeple's getting replaced, and praise God, there's a cross going back on top. Amen. You know, all the way across, uh, around, you know, people see this, especially the wintertime. They see that cross, and, you know, I'm so thankful we have that steeple, but God's providing us another steeple. It's going to go up in the color that the church is going to be painted, uh, so it, it's going to be a, a little bit of warmer tone that the, the whole church is going to be um, painted. We had a decorator come out and consult and you know, try to match it a little better with the brick. And so it's going to go up in that way. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And by God's grace, that's going to happen. So a lot of exciting things over the next, uh, next year. And by God's grace, we can see them happen. All right. I know that I have, I have said a lot. And I'm tired and you're tired. And so we'll stand. And I want you to know that Christ has promised to build his church. I'm excited. I could go on for a little longer. I'm at the end. (laughs) Christ has promised to build his church, friends. Let's Let's not dream small. It's him that we're talking about. And, you know, we've had ups and downs, and we will have ups and downs this year, and frankly, we don't know how this year is going to go. But he made us a promise, and I'm asking you to take him at his word. And by God's grace... Let's see this to be a great year because of him and what he does miraculously through us. And uh, I believe with all my heart, uh, I believe that uh, great days are coming, and I believe a revival is coming. Brother, uh, Brother Fox, uh, we're having a prayer call this, this uh, week at, on, on Friday with a bunch of pastors to pray for our nation. But he, he told me on the phone the other day, a revival is coming, a revival is coming. He believes it, and I believe it too. I believe a revival is coming and among God's people, and I believe we're going to see a great awakening and uh, we just we must uh, stay faithful to the Lord and stay believing His promise. Will you take the Lord at His word? Will 2021 be a, be a year where you just focus in on that? Could I ask you to do that as God's people? Let's pray, Father.
when you are our vision and when our eyes are on you, really the opportunities are limitless. And Lord, you know the pace at which Grace Baptist Church needs to move this year. You know the projects that need to be accomplished. You know the parts of what has been laid out here that you will allow or allow us to begin on. I, I do pray that you would help us to stay so committed to you, but not to lag behind you at all. Help us not to race ahead, but help us not to lag behind. And I pray for each person here, you would help us together as a church to take you at, our, at your word. And Lord, allow you to build us individually, build us as a church, and build our vision. Oh, Lord, would you make, make it happen? Would you increase our number in this place? Would you multiply us by your grace and for your glory? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening today. For more information about Grace Baptist Church, please visit our website at gracebaptistofkettering.org. And remember, you are always welcome at Grace Baptist Church.